Welcome to the very first podcast from The Deviants. On this episode, Brad, Liz, and myself, Pat, attempt to shock call the future by addressing the biggest social media trends of 2016. Welcome to our first episode. This is us trying to figure out uh, exactly how this comes to life. So we are all representatives from the company Social Deviant. We all work for Social Deviant, a content and social media agency based in the West Loop of Chicago. What? what? I feel like I'm throwing down a lot of yeah. neighborhoods already. Hey, we're just plugging neighborhoods Very and specific. the business we work for. Yeah. Yes. People like geography. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the idea is that every week, the Deviants, a rotating cast of, uh, of different people that we work with are going to come here and kind of band together to really talk about the internet, talk about how the internet drives culture and how to make it a better place for brands and how to make it a better place for humans, because yep. that's all the internet really is. Yes. Love it. Where we now live our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I'll, I'll kind of do some introductions. My name's Brad Eschbach. I run content innovation at Social Deviant. That is a very fancy way of saying I just play with all the new toys and then figure out if there are ways for our brands to also come play with me with those new toys. I have Patrick O'Rourke here. Yeah, hi, I'm Pat O'Rourke. I am head of making over at Social Deviant. So what I'm in charge of is making sure we make amazing content for our clients. Stuff that people are going to actually interact with. Stuff that is good for the internet, not just for the brand. But what we're really looking for is that intersection, right? That, that point where it portrays the brand message, but as well as interesting to everybody. Yeah, but I guess that's what I do. I'm also a podcaster and stuff. Yeah. My name is Liz Fitzgerald, and I do content strategy at Social Deviant and also production management. Period. That's me. That's all. I don't. Period. That's that's it. Yep. So this is (laughs) our first. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's (laughs) that's all you need to say. Um, This is our first episode. This is kind of instead of uh, the idea of every week is we are going to dive into a different topic, either with a different set of deviants to kind of talk about something, bring in some outside perspectives, get some of our friends from Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, all the technology companies, partners and people that we work with, and just kind of talk about this stuff that we talk about ad nauseum every single day of our lives. And we know that a lot of the people that do similar jobs as us do too. So let's just kind of have a conversation uh, like you would at a bar after work with your friends. I think that's the whole point in this is to try to dive in and put some texture around these kind of buzzwords that are out there and, and kind of us shot call where we think the world's going and maybe kind of the implications for that. Yeah, and I'm going to drop jargon bombs mm-hmm. the entire podcast. So if there's too much jargon... Brad and I are both drinking. <laughs> if there's if there's too much jargon going on, I'm just going to yell jargon yeah. uh, as loud as I possibly can. And maybe uh, we try to explain what the jargon yeah, is. There you go. Exactly. We oh. Need, oh my gosh. That's but perfect. we do need to add some definitions sometimes around the phrases and words we in like digital marketing use. You yeah. Know? yeah. So we're going to try to keep it as acceptable and as like less like looking at our own belly buttons as possible right no no That's navel gazing phrase. looking oh, at your I own navel gazing <laughs> thank there you, you go. <laughs> so i think we decided this is going to be our first and only episode that's going to come out uh in the year 2015 um and so we really wanted to this is the time of year starting about a week ago where most of the internet is basically just 
people talking about what happened in 2015. It's mm-hmm. all the wrap up lists. Top this of 2015, yeah. top that of 2015. We don't care. We're forward facing. Let's let's move to the future. Let's build the future. Let's not talk about what just happened. We're totally. going to talk about what could happen next. Yeah. Um, so I think today we just kind of want to talk about three big trends that are always in our heads and what we're really thinking about, what we need to experiment with um, both of our clients and internally over kind of the first half of 2016. Let's just throw that out there. So uh, these are kind of some trends both in what technology is driving things and and different user behaviors and just how consumers are navigating the digital world. Like I, I say, and once again, I'm just going to drop in a buzzwords on accident. Let me already Should I start out. screaming jargon. Yeah, I know. Right. Already. I started drinking. You know, yeah. we were told every time jargon is dropped, you guys should do a shot. That's, yeah, that's that's oh, what Periscope's no. asking for, and I think that's what we should do. Yeah, we are streaming this on Periscope, so those of you that are listening to this after the fact and we're watching, thanks for your questions. Uh, <laughs> Except for the three people we had to block. Um, <laughs> Wishy, this one's for you. Was it Wishy? Mushy. Mishy. Mishy. Yeah. Mishy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that we're, we're just going to kind of talk about the more and more that people do online, the more that we work with each other and we connect with each other and we consume and we play, um, and the more and more that our lives kind of have this double, uh, two sides of the same coin of half in the real world, half in the digital world. That not only it impacts humans first, but then it impacts brands and it impacts how businesses spend their money. So uh, these are kind of the things that a lot of these are what are humans and consumers doing today um, and how can we use that to shot call what might change in the world of brand and and marketing right. and storytelling. There's three points we're going to hit, right? Three things. We're Let's gonna get to point number one. First thing, real time video. What? That's not are very... You ta- are you talking about Periscope? I think we're going to talk about Periscope talking? first. <laughs> like we said, we're live streaming this on Periscope. For those of you who don't know what Periscope is, is it's basically just a way for you to live stream from your phone, mm. which doesn't seem that groundbreaking. I mean, yeah. there have been ways for you to live stream. I'm doing air quotes, podcast listeners, for a decade. Yeah. Right. Google Hangouts, Justin TV, Ustream, Daily. There was another one. I can't remember it. Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. All these things have all existed. Mm-hmm. But there's been a big change that's happened kind of in the last year. Meerkat, thank you. Meerkat, exactly. Yep. So there, there's been a change in the last year where because of the main thing is the fact that we all have high-definition cameras that are connected to high-speed internet right. in our pocket everywhere we go. It's a yep. lot better than it was, you know, in the early 2000s. Two- like, because they're streaming, like you said, around forever. Like, everyone's no, trying well, to stream. It was always buffering, though. And right, now exactly. it's not buffering. Well, and then, like, Justin TV. On Justin TV, you'd be watching it for three minutes, and then an ad would pop over it, and you'd miss, like, 30 seconds of what's going on, yeah. and then it'd be back to streaming. But yeah. what I think the big difference is is that Justin TV... Twitch, uh, Ustream, all of those things, they're all desktop-based. Whereas Periscope, Meerkat, they're mobile-based, so you can pop it on. I think what it's really done is changed the way that we're going to have to watch our friends watching concerts. (laughs) (laughs) I think what's really, and I think this kind of speaks to another point we're going to get to later, but I'm going to bring it up a bit early, is that I think live streaming kind of speaks to this trend and reflects to this trend of people you know, showing their authentic, you know, reflecting their authentic selves and they, this need for all of us to say like, okay, I don't want my polished, like beautiful photoshopped, like Instagram photos to be out there anymore. And I don't want to like, you know, have to like bend my arm in every photo. I really just want like a natural reflection of what my life is like. And for me, I think that real time video is like such a reflection of that kind of movement and that want, that need that people are having right now. It's, 
actually a lot like Snapchat, right? Right. I mean, we often talk at Social Deviant about the idea of um, ideal self, right? Instagram, Facebook. It's what was this thing I was doing being perfect in a moment in the past. Instead, now it's uh, with Snapchat and Periscope and these types of things. What's my mediocre thing that I'm doing right now? But I'm doing it right (laughs) now. So yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's lacking the polish that what is there on Instagram uh, to make it seem like uh, what I'm doing is always amazing. It's much more interactive than that. Yeah. And it's still all those things that we where we share our lives. You're still be it Instagram where it's super polished or Facebook where it's super kind of calculated because right. of the audience that's gonna see it, or it's uh, Snapchat that is a little a little more freewheeling and a little less specific. But the difference is, is you're still having to choose the moment that you share. And so I think the freedom right. of just being able to click the button once, go live, and then not touch it and not worry about it because you know it's going to capture it all. Yeah. Um, what people do with that is, is is their own thing, but I think that that that's the real power. It takes some of the kind of the the pressure away from where do I? I'm going to go to this concert. I'm going to go to this improv show. I'm going to go to the park. What's the one? What's my angle? What's my shot? What's the part of it that I'm going to capture in a vine? Right. It's, it's removed from that. It's, let's capture the whole experience. And- yeah. Am I going to get to a point where I'm just sick and tired of lifting my phone at concerts or or, or deciding when I want to, you know, share these moments? Like, what if I just had something that was always on and maybe, yeah, they're not like tuning in when I'm eating cereal, but I don't want to take the extra effort to like edit my own life. Right. Yeah. And so I like let people you know, choose when they want to dive in. And it's so interesting. And I'm sorry, uh, uh, just one more point on that is I've been at concerts recently and it's been very uncool to to lift your phone phone and take a picture. Like the people doing that are getting scoffed by the audience. Mm -hmm. I went to see this really hip young band called the get up kids. (laughs) (laughs) It was bad form to pick up your phone and take an Instagram picture. Yeah. I mean, it's slight, slight tangent, but did you hear? So Dave Chappelle just did the, like a 10 or 12 show run, uh, in Chicago. And if you heard about this startup that he used, so there's a California based startup where they give you these little mesh bags that are about the size of a smartphone you and every person that came to the show was given one of those bags. You have to put your phone in it. And when you walk into the venue, into the no phone zone, you're, the bag locks and you can't get your phone out of it. Right. And then to get the phone out, you have to walk back into like the lobby into the phone zone to open it. And it's all about, there's a bunch of comedians and artists that have been using, especially comedians, because yeah. they're trying to work on material right. and people yeah. are coming in like sharing stuff before it's ready for prime time. But I, I think if you think about like 2015, the year that kind of the technologies for live streaming came around and why they are different than the, like you were saying earlier, Pat, the desktop based stuff was great, but it was kind of uh, bulky and not, it's, it's small things, but 30 second, one minute delays or so. Right. It wasn't really, really right. real time. What I think is really amazing about, you know, first we had Meerkat come out right before South by Southwest. They got a, a decent round of funding right away that pushed Twitter into kind of early releasing Periscope, which is a startup that they bought before it had even come out of beta in the fall previous. So Periscope comes out backed by Twitter. They kind of get that, that their bump. Um, and now you've got Facebook chasing. So Facebook came out with Facebook now a few months ago, made it only available to notable people, but same thing, go live right to Facebook, stream right within the platform. But it's so live. Periscope, maybe, uh, I mean, we're looking at it right now, maybe a five second delay maximum. Right. That means that you can have conversations back and forth. So I think that's the key is it's, it's there's the live streaming part right. like you're talking about Liz of like broadcasting everything you're doing but there's also the having other people be there with you and I think that's what's mm. really interesting is for me to be able to live stream my Thanksgiving dinner and it's more than just like snapchatting it to let other people see it it's more that my uncle who's 
in you know a thousand miles away, he can be there and really yeah. interact with it more. That engagement, that back and forth conversation is why live streaming can be so powerful. It's why people are taking off with celebrities because it lets you really feel. The first time I watched yeah. a Periscope and I wrote a comment and then the person Periscoping within like five seconds said my name back, yeah. Yeah, it powerful. was crazy. And I've, di- I've given that experience to multiple people and all of them are like, this is a, this is a paradigm shift. This yeah. is a different world. I think on that note, mm-hmm. we should probably move on to point number two. Yeah, totally. Um, so, and we kind of touched it on and on there. And Periscope is kind of one of the symptoms of this larger kind of, uh, uh, not sickness, I almost said it wrong, but <laughs> the <laughs> disease I- <laughs> that is the internet. This kind of move away, and it is kind of like the pendulum swinging the other direction. We've spent a lot of our time on things like Instagram and stuff, projecting our ideal self. And now people are really kind of yearning for places where they don't have to put as much polish on it. You want to live stream and stuff like that. But really this idea of the ephemeral web. Yeah. The, the buzzword that was thrown around mainly once the advent of- jargon <laughs> So the ephemeral web is stuff like Snapchat, yeah. right? That means you you post the content out there, but it's really how I look at it is it's, it's social media after timelines. Right now, you can go back to my Twitter, which is 10 years old at this point, and you can see every tweet that I've ever written completely out of context of what was trending that day, who I was talking about. You per- cherry pick those things. I could sound like a lunatic. I do. I'm a totally different person than I was a decade ago. Um, and so people- You're still a lunatic. Exactly. But people don't want to be judged on the things that they're posting out there in in retrospect. Yeah, when and they so run for office or People whatever. like things, or just when like, or you know, when they- their, fr- their, their new <laughs> team day Googles them. Like, you <laughs> know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like just that. The first thing you that we- You can see our difference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'll run for president, but there's probably more Tinder dates in between here and there. Like right. it's, it, that's the more immediate problem. And so people, I think, yearn for having these places where you can kind of capture what's happening, throw it out there, and then not have to worry about being judged on it after the fact. So when we talk about the ephemeral web, we mean a platform like Snapchat. Right. Right. Something, yeah. something like that. But so, right. And there's also, there's other messaging services where you send the message uh, and then the message is gone. Right. And I, so I think you can talk about, you know, things like Snapchat where it goes away. I think even Periscope and things where, you know, you can save the videos, but they're really only available for 24 hours after streaming. Right. And then even when you start talking about more anonymous things like a yik yak or a whisper or something like that, right. I think you can even consider those ephemeral web where it's, it's that there's an element of anonymity, but that's not really a requirement of it. I think it's more that these pieces of content that go out there don't live forever. It's not right. all evergreen. It's consumed in the now when it was created. Um, if, if live streaming is real time, the ephemeral web is like real time. Right. It's like, it's like what's happened. Real time is what's happening this moment. Ephemeral web is what happened today. Yeah. Versus Instagram was what, what was the best moment? thing that happened this week? Right. What was the right. best thing that happened recently? So I have a question for both of you and myself. Ooh. <laughs> um, Hopefully you get the answer right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like we're all in this industry. We all have to answer for clients. We all have to create work against, you know, not against, but, you know, in, in these trends of the ephemeral mm-hmm. web and real-time video. Right. And where I've had, um, cert- you know, I've had certain things happen to me with clients where it's like, okay, why is it valuable for me to be on Snapchat if it disappears? That's a that's a question that a lot of people in advertising and social and digital marketing have gotten. Right. Um, at this point, with the user base that Snapchat has and the influence that it has, that question goes away a little bit. Yep. But like, what would you guys say to a brand who who wants to experiment on? on one of these, you know, besides like live streaming everything that they're doing, like what's the future for how brands show up on, 
on these things? Like what are innovative things that we'll see in 2016 and beyond on some of these channels? Yeah, I think that that's, I mean, that's kind of what we're just Pat and I were having, have had conversations this week about what does uh, like a to buzzword, a, a quote unquote, like ephemeral brand look like? Right. And why would you do that? And I think. And how do you measure the value? Right. I think there's or a how lot. how do you even measure who saw it? Right. Yeah. And <laughs> I think there's a lot of elements of that. I think part of it, if, if I just like kind of at the highest level, it's that I think it's the job of a brand when we're interacting with people, we're telling our story in a place that we don't own, in the social sphere, in the social web, you have to match the. The, the dialect and the 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 uh, all of the the ways that people actually conversate and tell their stories today. And so, if you're not yeah. doing that, you you have to match the party that you're in. If you walk into a party and everybody's wearing leather jackets and you're not, you're gonna look weird. And well, so I'm sold, and I want you to do work for my <laughs> for my big brand. I just want to buy a leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> no, I um. But uh, you know, we've all gotten though, and not that yeah. I don't know the answer to that question, but I sure. want to know everyone else. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's it's opinions. also this idea that communication changes, right? Mm-hmm. We live in a world where visual communication is easy. And I and I don't want to talk too much about like emojis versus emoticons and all that kind of stuff, but right. like an emoji is visual communication that did not exist 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. Snapchat, ephemeral web, those types of things, that's a visual style of communication that used to not exist and right. now is a very real thing. Yeah. So if you're a brand, you need to get involved in learning how you can communicate because I can't guarantee you brand XYZ walks up to me. I couldn't say to them, tomorrow you should do this on Snapchat because I'm not sure. Right. But experimentation right now is very, very important because that's how the younger generation, our right. generation, people are talking to one another. Totally. And you need to learn how your brand can communicate on that platform right now. Totally. Uh, and you can't do that without experimentation. Right. Right. Yeah. I had a, uh, a friend of mine who's about 10 or 15 years older than me, has a 13-year-old daughter. And he asked me, what the hell is my daughter doing when I take her anywhere and she's walking around like she's archiving the entire world around her. She's taking pictures here. She's taking pictures there. She's taking pictures she of food. Is. What it was was she was Snapchatting. She was not taking those pictures so that she no. had a camera roll with 10,000 photos right. in it. Like you were saying, Pat, Moments. it's visuals as a communication medium. Yes. It's not visuals as an archive. It's not a photo no. album. It's like an IM. And so people are using visuals because we think about think about how much we write today, just written language compared to someone 50 years ago. Right. Like constantly. I have entire interactions with people where I haven't talked to them in months in real life, but we talk interacting online. At any given time, I talk to my girlfriend on six different platforms. <laughs> and by any, I'm, I'm talking about like in 10 minute gaps sometimes. It's whatever's most convenient. Mm-hmm. Saw an article on Facebook, let me message it to you. Let me see, do a Snapchat of what I'm having for lunch. Then I'm going to IM you. Maybe there's an email about something we're going to. Like all of these, and that's Man, all Man, you talk written. to your girlfriend a lot. I'm just saying, it's, but even, she's even the little things. She's asked you to stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, well, see, I'm uh, married, so I never talk to yeah. my wife. Caveat, she doesn't know she's my girlfriend. So it's... <laughs> But but that's the difference is we use visuals as the as the language, not just as the thing that we're showing. Right. Oh, a hundred percent. Like that is the message right. in and of itself. When people are like, "What's the caption?" It's like, "No, no, no." no. Right. Like just this and, is it. And so it's yeah. just like the individual words on a page of a book don't matter as much as the the is the totality of what the all, the whole page says. Yes. Right. It's the same thing. The individual images. So Snapchat half the photos would not work on Instagram. You throw them on Instagram, people are like, what, what the hell are you doing, man? Why is there all these red squiggles on Right, everything? is it five years ago? It's yeah. much like, it's much jankier looking in a good yeah. way. And so yeah. I think that that is where things like the, the ephemeral web for me, for brands, the biggest opportunity is that you can kind of let your hair down. You're allowed to kind of scribble on some things and you're allowed to kind of take some photos that the lighting's bad and share some 
angles that are not necessarily ready for prime time because one, it disappears, mm-hmm. and two, people are okay with that. Yeah. People are people accept that well, because in yeah. your stream, that's what their friends' content looks like. Too. Not only are you allowed to let your hair down you're like massively encouraged to. That's right. exactly what you should do. Right. You should go out there unedited. I mean, right. there's going to be three of us. Like there's going to be like a whole agency and team of people like figuring out how to do that. But at the end of the day, that's what yep. they're looking for. Exactly. Right. And on that point, I think we should really get to point number three. Boom, oh. man. You are Segway master. Hey, I've been podcasting for years. <laughs> so the next one, the final one is all about video. And as, as like Pat and I put it a lot of time is video after moving beyond linear what, yes. at, what video in the world after linear storytelling so just think about this uh we talk about this with clients all the time when you really lay it out and map it out it's kind of staggering of let's just go back five six seven years ago if you made a video and you want to put it on the internet you put it on youtube you could maybe put it on vimeo if you're one of the people that knew what vimeo was and then you fast forward to today and now youtube's still there vimeo's still there but there's this whole other batch of places to put your videos from Instagram to Vine to Snapchat to just all these places where different sizes, different formats, different kind of styles of videos live. So there's been this explosion of where five years ago, 10 years ago, commercials, they had a, they had a beginning, they had a middle, they had an end. There's maybe some conflict. It was like standard storytelling, you know, arcs. But now when it comes to the places you can put it, the length, the style, and even just if you start talking about the really technical stuff like yeah. 360 video, virtual reality, drones, like all these things, the different ways to capture them and the different ways to consume them. There's just kind of this explosion in what video means. It's not just a linear format for telling a story or getting a piece of information across. It's this kind of wholly new creative container, um, which can be navigated through like a bunch of different ways. Yeah. I think the big game changer for that is autoplay. Mm-hmm. Autoplay mm-hmm. without audio, yeah. I think, is is very Huge. crucial to think about video. Because for a long time, to your point, it would be like a story with specific hits to it. But right now, you don't know if someone's listening to the audio, right. and it also doesn't really matter if right. you think about like a boomerang or you think about cinemagraph, something like that. Right? Right. That is a video piece of content. It has movement to it, but and it's telling a visual story among the other content it's mixed in with. But it itself. Right. is a whatever, and it's a guy standing in a river. That's the most recent one I saw. I think it was for some insurance company. Yeah, totally. Uh, or Northwestern Mutual, probably. Right, right. right. Uh, but it, there is, it in itself is telling, it's giving a mood, an emotion, a tone, and it mixed in with what you know about Northwestern Mutual is a story. Right. But it in itself is not getting you through a specific story arc. Totally. And that would be impossible without autoplay. Yeah. And it's I really, totally agree. Yeah, I think it's so interesting like how... Just the the amount of video, and there's so little many facets of this of like how much more vertical video is consumed now and how people are consuming video at just much higher rates. And not just, yeah, we're watching a lot more Netflix and you're watching a lot more on YouTube. I'm talking about these moments that a year or two ago, you're in line at Starbucks, you were checking your Twitter feed. You were maybe getting on Instagram. But now, increasingly, people are going to Snapchat feeds. They're going to the moments on Twitter, which are very heavily like video-based. And so video has just become a new way to... The, the, the consumption numbers are just so high up because it's 
video is no longer the two or three minute music video you have to watch. No, um, it's it's it can fill those little gaps, those little yeah. snackable moments for. I mean, for to get back on content. Snapchat, Snapchat stories. I mean, those videos are much longer than what people watch. Yeah. Right. But everybody I know under the age of 25, instead of their, to your point, instead of their Twitter feed, they're hopping into Snapchat stories. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're not even watching the full 10 second clip because they don't need 10 seconds. Yeah. It's like click, click, click. It's not even a click. God, now I'm sounding like an ancient <laughs> old man. Tap, yeah. tap, tap, tap. But you know what I mean? They're like, they're flying through it. So they'll fly through like 25 videos, but only watch like two seconds of each one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's uh, um, that that's what I think is the biggest thing for people to think about is just video is not just a let's go make the video and then let's shorten it according to the requirements of a platform and get the same thing out there. There are distinct differences in the the style and the the what is accepted and we talk about the etiquette of a platform. What yeah. are consumers looking for? Like I said, as a brand, your content, your picture, your video is showing up next to people's best friend, their ex-girlfriend, their mom, the guy they went to high school it with. It has to deserve to be next to all of that right. content for it, me to stay tuned, right. it if can't, you will. It can't stick out like a sore thumb. And so, no. and, and that, that etiquette and those styles are so different from uh, you know, any of the platforms that we've talked about. And I think really dialing in and understanding those and choosing a couple that you can destroy is really yeah. the way to go. And I would say if it is going to stick out like a th- sore thumb, it needs to be very intentional. Right? Yeah, it has it to be It needs to be aware of the fact that it's going to stick out. Totally. And call attention to that. It like has either, to be like, exceptional and purposeful. Yeah. Like purposeful in its exceptionalness. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's my <laughs> it has new... to be like a, like a huge like tone of voice shift, right. a huge visual choice. Like a huge, yeah, it has yeah. to be a clear, purposeful yeah. choice. I it's got to almost you. be like mocking the fact that it's in a feed or right. whatever Absolutely. it's doing. It's got to be aware. It's my, my new favorite saying. I say it all the time is be bright, be bold, be beautiful, and then get the fuck out of there. I am. Right? And that's yeah. all you need to do. I know. And I think shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> Did we mention we have Rihanna? Yeah, Rihanna's in the studio. Nice to meet you. It is that whole idea of like, and the part of being bright, what I mean by that is get attention. Like you you only have two seconds or right. however long it is, two, yeah. three seconds to get someone's attention. So you do need to do something somewhat disruptive in those first couple seconds. Yeah, I totally agree. So I think, I mean, that's that's basically the crux of it, guys. I think if we, you know, if I, if I do my nice little wrap it up, because right, that's this the, the, the social deviant way. Tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them, tell them what you told them. Ugh. So what we just tell you guys. So mainly what we're thinking about, if you're a marketer, you're a brand, you're just a nerd or you're, you're trying to be an influencer. You want to step up your game and make sure everybody likes you on the internet. You need to be worried about these things, especially, I mean, let, let's just say the first half of the year, next year. These are the things that are, this train is moving. Do you want to jump on it? Um, so I think what does real-time video mean today? What does streaming and how does that impact the way that we tell stories? What are the best stories, the best themes for you to talk about? What are the best parts of your identity that come across in a conversation? Because that's the kind of stuff that works well on streaming. What's the thing that is, is core to who you are that really comes across in a great conversation over a beer with some friends at the bar? That's the kind of stuff that really works in the streaming world because it's about that back and forth. Then I think the ephemeral web, it's the, 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 the world after timelines. Just start considering that. We, t- we were talking about it yesterday, Liz, of like people two or three years ago would maybe go and judge you if you're a brand or an individual of like, hey, let's go through their tweets and see everything that they're going to get a vibe for them. Yeah, let me do just they have spin, a similar tone of Let voice? me do that 30-second scroll down and see, based on the photos that they're posting, what do they post about? Um, and that kind of goes away. Now it's all about that moment. Every on, on If you follow someone on Snapchat... 
you're having to decide if you're going to continue to follow them every single day that you watch their content. Right. That's the same on, on all social media, but it's much more important on those places because there's no other feed to go back to and be like, oh, well, that's why I follow this guy. Right. Because he does this every once in a while. He just hasn't in a couple of weeks. Um, so I think it just, it completely changes the, the importance of those. You live or die on those individual pieces of content rather than the totality of what they say, of what they tell over time. Yeah. Right. And then video, right? Like we just said, it's, it's, you just have to kind of change your perception of what video is. It's not just like TV shows are no longer 25 minute and 55 minute on one of the networks or cable. It can mean anything to all people. It could be on Hulu. It can be on Netflix. It can be on Yahoo. Uh, and so just like that is changing same way the, the, the way that you shoot video personally or, or brands tell stories, um, it's completely changing. Yeah. Totally. Agreed. All right, cool. Well, I think that's it for this very first episode, right? Yeah, I'm feeling solid. I'm I feeling felt, solid. I felt like that yeah. one good. I did swear once, and I'm going to edit that out. Yeah, edit out the part where I cried. Yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so th- thank you for joining us, guys. First of all, I'd really... We, this is things I'm realizing after we started. One, we didn't come up with a name. Whoops. Two, we forgot to set up that email address. So this is what Whoops. I'm going to say. If any of you guys have any questions or you have a topic that you would like to hear us dive into, or maybe you'd like to be a guest on the show... We love your listener mail. We assume we will. We haven't gotten it yet, but we assume we will yeah. love your listener mail. Yeah, especially you Periscope folks. Yeah, all of our Periscope people are first people giving us our feedback yeah. in real time. He in just re- made fun of you for uh, talking about Yahoo. That's cool. I mean, Yahoo, come on. Uh, what's the show? Community. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. 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 But that was the worst player for community ever. I know. It also didn't remember where I left off. So I kept having to, you know, it's the worst. oh my gosh. It's the worst. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, um, congrat- that's why they're selling their business. Yeah. So congratulations. We're about video. Congratulations, Marissa Myers, on the birth of your twins yesterday. Um, anyway, a few days ago. Yeah. A few. <laughs> yeah. A time in the past, <laughs> not quite determined. <laughs> Ephemeral. Um, so, uh, if you do have any questions, <laughs> if you do have any questions, or you just want to give us some feedback, send an email to me. Next week we'll have a real uh, email address, but my email is brad at socialdeviant.com. Exactly how it sounds. Brad at socialdeviant.com. Also, if you want to find me personally on the internet, I'm BB Brad on almost all the things. Um, Pat. Spell that for us, please. Yes, it's Brad, but with three B's <laughs> rather than one. Yeah. So is it B B B Brad or is it B B Brad? It's B B B Rad. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah, and if you want to email me about anything that I said today, except for that curse word, uh, you can um, email me at Patrick at Social Deviant. I'd love to talk to you, and I'd love to bring whatever you uh, bring up on the show. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Pat Likes to Tweet because Facebook is for noobs. So never, never hit me up on Facebook. <laughs> hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I, I hate Facebook, and that will be a conversation for another day. Yeah, because some people act like Facebook is social media, and Facebook is. The noobs social media. I just right. hate it. Anyway, you heard it here. You heard it here. You heard that it is here. not That's our new segment. That is, why Facebook is for noobs? Yeah. No, you heard it here. <laughs> oh, you heard it here. Keep up. Hot, hot takes. <laughs> Another episode. We got to get out of here. Yeah, but exactly. I think we could all move on from Facebook now, can't we? Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Anyway, Liz. Please. Yes. Thanks for listening. Um, my email is liz at socialdeviant.com, spelled normally. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at e. Liz Fitzgerald. That's me. Um, I posted a picture of my tree a couple of days ago. Ooh, your Christmas tree? Yes. Um, And I think it's a top of a regular size Christmas tree. Um, (laughs) So give it it a like, guys. Perfect. Please, please. And Uh, of course, hit up Social Deviant. We're on Twitter as well. At at Social Social Deviant. Deviant. Right. Uh, As well as Instagram, all the places. Socialdeviant.com. Google it. We're all over the places. 
you know where to find us. And if you're ever in the West Loop in Chicago, come by our office and say hello. Or if you're in Wicker Park, come by the studio. Exactly. We're say all, hello here. all yep. up in this place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's it. Guys, thanks for the conversation. Cheers. Wait, you, Pat, you don't have any glass. Uh, here, here, uh, here, here. Oh, sweet. Cheers. Cheers. This was fun, thanks, guys. guys. Thank Till next time.